This is the Motor Cop Chronicles podcast with the midweek news. Join your hosts, Iceman and Holstera, two law enforcement professionals ready to offer their unfiltered opinions on the latest news from the world of law enforcement. No filters, no edits. So be warned, the content may be upsetting to some listeners. Sit down and hold up. This may get a little bumpy. Might get a little bumpy. Hell, it's like a pothole filled road in Chicago. <laughs> At least I played the correct stuff this time. So it's the little things in life. Keeping my fingers crossed because we haven't fuck up yet. So. But something may, something may mess up. It'll be your chair. No, it will not be. I have switched chairs. I will not be sinking. If I sink down in this chair tonight, I'm throwing out every chair in this place. Or just. I will have to go take a loan out to buy new chairs. <laughs> <laughs> because I will need new chairs. Anyway, welcome everybody to Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast Midweek News Report. Me and Holstera want you to like, subscribe, hit the bell if you're watching on the video so you'll know Yay. when we do go live. Uh, share it with all your frenemies and your enemies, and uh, just spread us around. Hell, send us to all your liberal friends. <laughs> so thank you for it. Just spread us around and uh, help us grow bigger. Like I said, uh, y'all can be our Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that all said and done, is that from Green Mile? It looks like it, but I'm not sure because Green Mile, no, Green Mile actually they had, had bars. they had cell actual cells. So I mean, at first I thought it was, but I don't know. I felt like going with a a jail theme tonight in the background because it's just I don't know. There's too many people that just seem like they need to be in jail. Damn. Oh, uh, I just got news. Also, uh, my sergeant, Sergeant Wheezy, uh, y'all are church going people or whatever keep them in your thoughts and prayer he has uh he came down positive for the uh COVID. Corona. and uh he must not have the the omnicron he must have got the d because uh i just talked to him he's not doing very well he actually had to go to the hospital last night having trouble breathing and that uh they said he had double pneumonia, and if he uh, they gave him some medicines, and if it don't work, they would have to actually admit him into the hospital to give him some airflow. So we're hoping all the medicine works out. Like I said, keep y'all, keep uh, Sergeant Weezy in your thoughts and prayers, or just thoughts, however y'all are. Uh, I don't go to assume anyone's uh, religious beliefs, but pray for the man. Do what you do, and uh, anyway, we're gonna. If we're gonna start it off, we're just starting it off on on a, on a just a messed up story. Me and uh, Holstera spent probably I don't know how long, a couple hours just talking about this, and he was doing uh, research and stuff on it. So we're gonna try to do our best on it. If y'all did not hear, because I, I I've read about it, I didn't see much on any uh, really too many news articles and stuff on it which i'm surprised it's very short clips on every channel i'm just real surprised that this this story did not have way more traction than what it should have yeah 
Yeah, I don't know where Freebird's at. I think I think I heard Freebird might be a little under the weather. I think uh, Santa came to his house too, and he might have got some <laughs> gynecophilitis too. But it's a uh, uh, might be making him throat a little scratchy or something. Santa's just spreading the gynecophilitis everywhere. Well, I love you too. It, it's holstera, <laughs> but that's a good way I can pronounce that too. I miss Freebird, his little dogs. Yeah. Anyway, the story is uh, uh, George. If y'all didn't know George George Floyd's, you know Saint George, uh, <laughs> his niece uh, was shot on New Year's Day. The problem is with it is she's only four years old. This little girl's four, and she yeah. got she got shot while she was uh, either sleeping or they were in their house. I'm going to play a short video clip, and we'll uh, talk about it. And uh, it's just messed up. Tonight, Houston's police chief is calling for an internal investigation into how long it took for officers to respond to a call about a child being shot. The little girl happens to be the niece of the late George Floyd. Which, to me, it don't matter. I mean, I, I don't know. This little baby. It, it, that, that's, I guess they just saying it because, you know, everybody knows who George Floyd is. But the point is, this little kid got shot, period. It shouldn't matter who she's related to or not. This happened in the early morning hours of New Year's Day after someone opened fire on the four-year-old's apartment on Yellowstone near Highway 288. Our Matt Doherty is at HPD headquarters tonight with the story. Houston police say they can't discuss the case now that there's an internal investigation. Houston Police Chief Troy Finner says he has concerns. In the early morning hours of January 1st, police say bullets rang out at this apartment complex on the 3300 block of Yellowstone. Inside one unit was four adults and two children. One of the children was struck by the gunfire, a four-year-old girl. That Did you notice that's a gated apartment complex? They showed a gate opening and closing. They're, down here, they're almost always fenced in. But I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, it's gated, so... I mean, somebody must have knew somebody or snuck in or somehow to get in there, not unless the gate was broken at the time. Y'all can see, just looking at the video, it's a very cute little girl right there, too. Yeah, pretty little girl. That girl has been identified by a family member as Ariana Delane, who is a niece of George Floyd. A family friend <coughs> says the girl suffered a punctured lung, a punctured liver, and three broken ribs. She's still in the hospital. Police say surgery was performed on the girl, and she is in stable condition. A family member tells us that she walked today for the first time. Tonight, Houston Police Chief Troy Finner sent out this tweet announcing an internal investigation. It reads, quote, I am aware and have concerns regarding the delayed response time in this incident and have initiated an internal affairs investigation. Police wouldn't comment on the announcement any further tonight. The shooter is still on the run and police are asking for help from the public for information on a suspect or suspects. In downtown, I'm Matt Doherty, KHOU 11 News. All right, well. I love how that story also didn't tell the fucking timeline. Well, it, they, I had another video too, but most of the videos, half of it, they were just talking about the George Floyd incident, which I, this, what, this shouldn't have been about it. So this is one of them that mentioned who she was but didn't go off you know, with Derek Chauvin. I mean, he just went off on, it's like, we all know about that already. We don't care. This is about this little girl. I did see some videos on it where the one one of the other ones, I thought this one had it, but it don't. Uh, 
it showed where the rounds hit the house in the apartment. And I'm not a ballistics expert or anything, but from these bullets, I've seen a lot of bullet holes in houses through the years. And uh, this was either two, two, three rounds or uh, what, what are AK rounds? Seven point something? Uh, something no, that's it. An AK will either do a seven six two or a two two three, depending. Um, but yeah. Anyway, these are either two two threes or rounds out of AK four seven. <laughs> you can see the ones that hit, like went went through the wall. Uh, most pistol rounds out of pistols are going to make a, a bigger hole going in because they're they're moving slower. And you could see about the size of it. That's what I'm guessing from what I saw. Like I said, don't quote me. I'm not a ballistics expert. I'm just going off of my years of experience and looking at different stuff. But uh, the dad of the little girl, I think, said he believes it's a targeted attack. Uh, I did. I don't know if you did, Holster. I, I got on there and I I Googled this guy and did went to other search places. And I couldn't find anything on him. No, I was more focused on the uh, the PD. Okay, well, I didn't see anything on the the guy himself, so I don't know if he's a a dirt bag, not a dirt bag, or anything like that. But obviously, somebody went. I mean, that's the only apartment that got shot up. So, they yeah, they had a reason to hit that house. The question is why, and they're never going to find out because. Anything that was there was destroyed long before the cops showed up. Yes, the point of the whole thing is, the reason I even saw the story is because <clears throat> they called, what, what time did this happen? Like 3 a.m. in the morning? So the 911 call was received at 2.55 a.m. on January 1st. The police officers arrived on scene. Uh, it is reported after 7 a.m. on the 1st, more than a four-hour delay. Yeah, which is just totally, that's totally unacceptable, ridiculous, <clears throat> anything else. I mean, I, I don't care. What, what kind of excuse are you going to give? So me and uh, me and old Ice Man, we were sitting there, and I happened to stumble across something that Houston probably don't even know is online. And it's actually their uh, SOP exam. So basically, the uh, the city of Houston is now more populated than the city of Chicago. It has less police officers, 5,300 police officers. Okay, they do actually work eight-hour shifts. So that's four shifts at 1,325 per shift. That roughly calculates out to... Two police officers for every square mile, they're only responsible for policing about 400 people per police officer. Um, I did also find out that there is no cap on the overtime in the department, and they encourage it up to a maximum of 80 hours a week. So that means you should end up with plenty of coverage, especially on a holiday such as New Year's, Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, those things. Um, there is no reason. None, unless there was, I mean, this is per, pure speculation, and me and Iceman have discussed this. The only thing that I can think off the top of my head is those officers in that zone or the dispatchers, somebody in the pipeline knew what house that was and intentionally held that call because it doesn't make sense. It's not, I mean, 
you get a call for shots fired and a minor child hit, you you rush to secure the scene because you need as much evidence as possible. Um, and not only to mention, thank God the mother and father of the child threw the baby in the car, you know, held pressure on the stuff and got him to the hospital so that the baby could survive. Because if it took the PD four hours to show up, usually EMS will not go in there until the scene is secure. So it, that baby would have died if they would have waited. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, four hours is just ridiculous, for, especially for the size of that police department. I don't care. You got to prioritize your calls. Off the subject, if you are watching live, I'm not sure. It shows that I'm dropping frames for some reason. So if we're lagging a little bit, I will work on it for the next one. I don't know what the issue is. So I do apologize for that now, but nothing I can do about it at the moment. But uh, whoever did this, I, I don't understand. I mean, like we talked about earlier, the one department I worked for, I mean, everybody worked in different zones. You had these zone partners, and you better, uh, your response time better not be any more than 20 minutes. Anything after that, they're asking you what, what the hell you were doing. Not unless your calls are extremely stacked, but even then with an active call with a shooter, yeah, you in, got, a, you in got, a down minor, you're usually going to drop whatever bullshit noise complaint you're working on and go. Yeah, there, there's no excuse. Now, now, what we talked about earlier, like I said, we, you can't find a lot on it, especially now since they're doing an active investigation on it. They're, you know, they're not going to put anything out. And, uh, how was it dispatched? How did the dispatch put it out? Did they put it out, shots fired, a, a drive-by, a subject hit? Because it is New Year's, like like yeah. we discussed, you know that whole fireworks gunshots call. But how how was it dispatched out? When and who got the call? Precious and, Johnson. <laughs> yo, Precious must have took it and held on to it, right? But I mean, so this could go anywhere between is is it dispatch fault or did the did they not prioritize the calls correctly or? Did they know who it was and they did? I mean, if you, you got to be, I don't care what family member it is or how you feel about that person. This little girl didn't do that. I mean, come on, go out there and do your job. You know, you can't pick and choose who you want to protect. That's it. Somebody's going to get crucified over this. You took an oath. And if that's the case, like I said, there, there could be a whole bunch of different scenarios to who dropped the ball. Was it dispatch who dropped the ball? Was it the, the cop? Was it the shift sergeant or lieutenant? No one, you know, saying because were they just going? They were they just taking each call as it came in, and they had so many of it. That's just where that one ended up in line. I mean, you can't do that. You got to, you know, you if you got a, you know, a dog barking complaint or some bullshit like that, you don't go to that, even though it came in before this call. Dog barking no. complaint, complaint ain't going to get somebody, you know, somebody going to die from that. So, I mean, I'm assuming they got priority calls. Like we had priority one calls, which was obviously an active shooter. Priority five calls, which was like the dog barking, you know. I don't know. Somebody, some, somebody's heads is on the chopping block with this one. When, and rightfully so. Four hours and is I- totally unacceptable i don't care yeah, how big your city is weeks how big your city is you're going to have to go back and look at it because i doubt anything 
I, well, it might come back in the news, depending, depending. But uh, somebody definitely screwed it, screwed up royally bad. I mean, this is a four four year old little girl. I don't care who her uncle was. You know, yeah. If they knew or didn't know, I mean, but somebody just screwed up completely on that one. They just that's ridiculous. So yeah, and that I mean, the city is actually. It wasn't completely liberal. They uh, back in 2020 when uh, Austin cut their budget, uh, Houston actually upped their budget. So um, they've still got more officers than most departments. I mean, I think they have. I looked it up. The fifth largest police department inside of the United States. Um, so it is a good size. I mean, yeah, they've got the population more than uh, Chicago, but there's. There's a should have been at least one cop that could have went to that call. Yeah. Well, this next story is uh, from Louisiana. This is some Louisiana shit. <laughs> I thought they were going to say they let the 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 pot guy out. Nope. No, that's a whole different story. Uh, this next one, I got a picture of him too. Uh, let's see. This this old fella right here, if you're watching, right there, up there. Anyway, he he's in. Well, he was in Angola. Uh, as far as I know, he's in a Paris jail now, Paris prison. Anyway, uh, this news story comes out of the New York Beacon. Uh, you know, the headline was uh, "Illegal and Retaliatory Louisiana Man Who Has Already Spent 47 Years in Angola." is rearrested at the prison gate on the day of his parole. Now, he's been he's been serving time, uh, 47 years in prison. Uh, says he's been incarcerated nearly nine months after his parole date. And the following two court decisions ordering, uh, following two court decisions ordering his release. Uh, Louisiana Board of Pardons and Co- uh, Committee on Parole voted unanimously on March 18th to release uh, Bobby Sneed, that's Mr. Bobby Sneed right there, Sneed, uh, on the 18th. They said he collapsed on March 25th, four days before his scheduled release, and tested positive for amphetamines and methamphetamines, prison authorities claim. He was held past his release date for a disciplinary hearing, but uh, the Disciplinary committee uh, dropped his drug use allegations because it could not confirm that the urine sample used to accuse a 75-year-old was his PP. Which that, that's on fucking guards or something there. If they they don't know, come on now. Well, see, it it would have been pretty easy to make this happen because just let his ass walk out the gate and then immediately have his parolee or parole officer t- test him. That shit stays in your systems more than 30 days. Oh, especially meth. So, but anyway, back to the story. Uh, by November 9th, uh, Louisiana State Prison in Angola, they had accused Sneed of a fresh another drug charge, saying the prisoner had had been found unresponsible, unresponsive with one eyedropper containing unknown liquid substance inside the bottle. The liquid later uh, came back after being tested with PCP. Following this, he was found guilty at the 
disciplinary hearing for possession of a controlled substance and sentenced to one day in solitary confinement. Uh, anyway, he's supposed to get out while waiting. Anyway, he they I guess they let him out. They brought him to the gate. And uh, while he was waiting by the gate to be picked up on December 10th. Oh, he's he, picked up all right. He was rearrested and sent to a nearby <laughs> jail. Although the judge had ordered his release the day before, which followed another November 18th, parole board engineered a way to keep Sneed incarcerated, despite ruling in his favor. This guy pissed somebody off while he was in there. Well, he was doing, I'll mention, because I don't think the story does, because I think the story's kind of biased one-sided. He was uh, convicted in uh, from a robbery in 1974. He was the lookout and the driver of an armed robbery, and uh, he was convicted of a uh, principal to second-degree murder. So whoever went inside murdered somebody. And, uh, yeah. So second-degree murder, uh, I think that's what – I think it might be life or something. So, but, but anyway, he's been in jail since 1974. I'm sure the person's family that uh, – the person that got killed that he was doing these crimes with uh, want his ass to probably rot in prison or if any of them are still alive we don't know but anyway he, he I don't know if he pissed somebody off or, or what but obviously uh, it sounds like this whole fucker's got a drug problem still even though he's been in prison for 47 years yeah and if they wanted him gone that bad, they would have just like let him finish. Not, not oh, they they would have just yeah, they just let his ass OD right there on the floor. But of course, you know you got certain factions out there. Mister Sneed, is, you know he's a just a poor old man needs to get out of jail. Well, you know what? All right, he's seventy four. He really ain't gonna do nothing. Let him out if he's an OD. He didn't any OD twice in prison. He gets out in the free world. Oh yeah, he, he's done. He won't I got last, an idea. He won't last six. Angola. He won't last six months on the street if he's got a drug problem like that, because his ass is gonna OD and die. So, well, hell, I tell you what, he's seventy four years old. Let him out of prison and make his ass walk all the way down there to uh, <laughs> the main road. <laughs> he'll be yeah, eighty he, by the time he gets. He'll be to dead the at the first bridge, dude. I tell you what, <laughs> it's like seventy five miles an hour. It took damn near an hour to get to the jail <laughs> off the main road. <laughs> Shit. Melissa said he looks like the the guy who was in the the what the hot water tank at <laughs> Angola. <laughs> but uh, no, if he's Angola, he probably had life. But um, but you know, if he if he, if he's doing that much, if he's getting a hold of that much drugs in prison, oh, he he's not gonna last on the street. His his ass is gonna he's gonna OD big time. They had an arc animal in prison. I mean, come on. But uh, yeah, obviously, yeah. He probably got an attitude. I don't feel sorry for that old bastard. He was involved in a, a, a crime that somebody lost their life in, so that's his bad. But we'll see what happens. Like I said, if he does get out, my prediction, he don't last six months. He's going to OD and die. Oh, he's going to get out because that judge is pissed. Because they kept bringing that up in the story that the judge, even though the judge released him twice, they didn't give a shit. The warden was like, don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Love that prison, man. It, well, uh, 
At least the judge wasn't using racial slurs or calling people, <laughs> or that other judge that was calling people Uncle Toms and heifers and fat cows and shit like that. Right. Oh, you want to read this next one? It's local, but you can read it. Oh, okay. It's local. The fire chief and the cop. Yeah. This is one while you were focusing, I was reading, I said it's bullshit. Fire chief and sheriff's deputy arrested after allegedly falsifying crash report with fire department vehicles. Um, Jonesboro, a Jackson Parish sheriff's deputy, and the Jonesboro fire chief were arrested after falsifying a crash report concerning two fire department vehicles. This is kind of a story. you got to read the whole thing to get the gist of where it's bullshit. State police said a tip about a fraudulent insurance claim was sent to Louisiana State Police Insurance, Fraud and Auto Theft Unit, Monroe, Monroe Field Office in August 2021. The tip concerned a two-vehicle crash with Jonesboro Fire Department vehicles. The insurance claim for the wreck was more than $26,000. Okay, so we're on the same page because we got to stay together for the end to be bullshit. The vehicles were crashed, regardless of who the hell crashed them. They were crashed. Okay, so the insurance company would have paid out. So I don't consider this fraud. State police said that 37-year-old Brandon Brown, the Jonesboro fire chief, and 58-year-old George Wyatt, a Jackson Parish sheriff's deputy, falsified the accident report. The report stated Brown and Wyatt were driving, but investigators uncovered that Brown's juvenile son was operating one of the fire department's vehicles at the time of the crash. Brown and Wyatt were charged with insurance fraud, which is bullshit, and filing or maintaining false public records and malfeasance. Yep, that word malfeasance. in office. Malfeasance yeah. in office. Malfeasance. I, 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 look. The accident happened, so it's not like they made up a fake police report to get money. That's what I was thinking when I read it. Problem and is, it, they lied on who was driving to protect the kid. Well, pr- to probably protect their self because well, yeah, the kid, they would have been fired for letting because the kid, the kid, the kid, the kid wasn't supposed to be driving the car or the uh, fire vehicle or whatever, and they were probably trying to cover their own ass. Obviously, somebody there heard about it, don't like one of these mofo's, and uh, reported them. But uh, basically, uh, you can't lie on shit like that. I mean, as much you know. That and the state police suck. Well, like I said, they they shouldn't have lied on it. Uh, years years back, uh, I worked. A, I had a single vehicle crash. I went to go work in uh, story time, even though it's not the story time episode. But single vehicle crash. This uh, girl, younger girl, a teenager, uh, probably I think 17 or so, and uh, she tried to say a dog ran out in front of her. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you what, these uh, new doorbell cameras and shit are fucking wonderful, because guess what? <laughs> guess what? They There was a doorbell camera over there, and guess what didn't run out in front of her? There was no dog. I knew there wasn't a dog. And uh, It was an alligator. No, it was uh, me watching a video, and she just ran off fucking road in the ditch and hit a culvert. In this BMW car that her mom had just got out of uh, getting fixed from the last time, and uh, she was probably texting. Is what she was. She was doing this number, 
That culvert jumped out of nowhere and attacked her. I've seen the size of them fuckers. But my point of the story is, is I knew the I knew the mom. I went to school with her and stuff, and she asked me if I would put her down. She wasn't even there, but she wanted me to put her down as the driver because I don't know if the girl wasn't supposed to be driving the car or something with insurance. I don't know. I don't remember why, but she wanted me to put her down as driver. It's only you know. And it was a single vehicle crash. It ain't like they had other people. Now, like, did I do it? Uh, no. I told her that would not happen. That I would not be any associated with committing insurance fraud at all. That, so, it's, so, she, so the moral of the story is she wasn't hot. <laughs> I don't know. She, she, she was a very, very attractive woman. I don't care how hot she was. I'm not going to fucking with you. my career or my freedom over some bullshit like that. Just trying to help somebody out. Uh, so, I mean, as trivial as it is, because it was two fire department vehicles, nobody was going to sue each other. They should have just wrote down and took the lick. Now it's going to, now it's costing them even more. I mean, they got arrested. They lost their pension and everything. Yeah, so I mean, they should have just. I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's messed up, but I mean, they they decided to do that. I mean, you can't do it. Well, at least they can pick up some new career traits where they're going. Yeah, I'm sure they have woodworking shops and stuff. License, no, I meant just talking to the other inmates about how to commit crimes. License plate on um, making stuff like that. Hell yeah, I got my ashtray made from Angola. <laughs> uh, this next one is, uh, what's it from? It's uh, it's from a uh, law enforcement today uh, website. And it's about a school resource officer that's uh, been cleared of any wrongdoing despite the biased media. Yeah. After pinning down a violent student during an arrest. Well, a guy named Chris Elliott wrote it. Uh, it says Brooktown or Brockton. Uh, was that Ma- which MA? Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Uh, a school resource officer came under fire after he pinned a violent student on the ground with his knee on the suspect's back, which is the way we're trained to put somebody down and you, to restrain them. You put your knee in their back, not their neck, their back or on their side. My neck, my back. <laughs> The video was posted on social media. Of course it was. Everything is always posted on social media now. Yeah, yeah you're in the middle of like 300 children with cell phones. That's you're all, gonna yeah, end up- yeah. They, they know exactly. That's the first thing to do is hit record. Uh, of course, the video drew immediate comparisons to George Floyd, with some demanding the officer be terminated for his actions. He, he didn't put his knee in the kid's neck or nothing like that. They had a recent one in Baton Rouge not long ago. And like, when I saw it, they're like, oh, he hit him on his neck. I was like, no, he's doing straight up. He was like textbook takedown with his knee in the guy's back. Yep. Okay. That's it. And it came out after the body cam footage. The body cam footage came out. It showed that he never was close to this person's neck. Anyway, yeah, a couple of the stories in there, like the different news channels actually did say that they're like, it had it on his neck. So that's what they launched the yeah, old no, investigation of course, because of. Course. But after a complete investigation, the officer has been cleared. The incident started on November 17th when a school resource officer at 
Brockton or Brockstown or something, I don't know, Brockton High School observed a 16-year-old suspect get off his bicycle and attack another student. And I want to put in there, is some of these 16-year-old, 17-year-old high school students or they just as big or bigger than a grown-ass man? Hell yeah. Sorry. So it ain't like you dealing with like an eight-year-old. A 16, 17-year-old, basically they don't finish growing already. They So some of them are bigger than, you know, they're big. I've been in high schools, you know, and they got, you know, you got a six foot seven kid at school. I mean, got them big old corn fed motherfuckers. The officer responded by breaking up the physical fight between the two students and attempted to arrest the aggressor who resisted. Go figure. The officer was forced to take the suspect down to the ground and needed to pin him in place so that he could apply the handcuffs. The only way that he was able to do so was by using his knee on the suspect's back to pin him to the ground so he could safely put the suspect in handcuffs. Immediately, people tried to say the officer had his knee in the suspect's neck, which that don't surprise me. Anyway, the school superintendent, Mike Thomas, decided he needed to address the video and send a message to the families of the students at the school. The video was painful to watch, particularly given its historical content. Thomas essentially condemned the officer's actions who was attempting to secure the violent suspect by himself. So you know what this police department or sheriff's office should do after he's been cleared? Guess what? You don't have no more school resource officers. Fuck you, Mr. Principal Man. Hire your own private security. So when shit breaks off and you got to call the cops and they have to respond over there because you're going to automatically assume the cops are wrong. Fuck you. Break up your own fights. Yeah. So, uh... He also wanted to make sure that people knew that there would be a complete investigation into the matter. Thomas noted that he had spoken with the mayor, Robert Sullivan, and the police chief, Manny Gomes, or Gnomes, who promised to investigate the use of force, which would have been done regardless of the request. Uh, correct. The officer was suspended with pay pending the outcome with the investigation. So basically, he got a free vacation. Yep. After reviewing the video and interviewing everyone involved, the police department concluded the officer's use of force was justified. When Thomas learned that the officer was cleared of any wrongdoing, he did not come out and praise the officer for stopping the fight between two students on his own, nor support the officer. You think he he would? You think he would? Thomas said investigators concluded that the officer acted in accordance with existing laws and department protocol. Not, uh, look, I want to apologize. I kind of threw this guy under the bus and I was wrong because I'm a fucking woke-ass, stupid, dumb-ass principal. You're a fucking dumb-ass. This motherfucker needs to be like, never mind, I ain't going to say it. (laughs) Well, Thomas... uh, he determined there was no wrong mean that does not mean this, that the case is over yet yeah, does it is over there will be undoubtedly still be people that will look at the use of force and conclude somehow the officer's actions well who gives a fuck he's cleared I mean there's always going to be the little progressive you know panty little wasted bitches out there that you know they find wrong in everything so what I love how nobody's coming to the defense of the cop and the fact that he uh, he stopped him from beating the shit out of another kid. Well, like he was proactively yeah. attacking another human yeah, being. He just let him beat stopped. the shit out of each other, but then he would have been in trouble for not doing his job. People like at Liam Nielsen, whoever that is, who believe Liam Nielsen. 
I don't. It's, it says ad. I don't know if it's the actual actor guy or not. It could, oh, okay. you know, I could make up a fucking name when I do it. <laughs> Shows the officer committing a crime. This is obviously a racist hate crime, and the officer needs to be removed and charged. It's a hate crime. What? Because he was breaking up two kids, beating the shit out of each other. That's a hate crime. Okay. When it when it when it comes to white cops arresting black people, if they think that a fucking hate crime. Anyway, there's a whole bunch screwed. of uh, tweets. While others have jumped to defend the officer and his actions, that would be us. Uh, nothing like unbiased journalism. Your profile explains that sadly. Sadly, your reporting is painful to watch, particularly given its historical content. Uh, be part of the solution, not the problem. Try reporting on the criminal act of the student that assaulted the other. Correct. Yeah. The two students were fighting. The one student was aggressive, the aggressor, and uh, the cop's the bad guy. Anyway, there's more tweets underneath it. Anyway, now the officer has... I need to stop saying that. I notice I say that anyway a lot. I need to keep that in mind. Anyway. No, I'm on to the story. <laughs> now that the officer has been cleared of any wrongdoing, it is unclear if he will be able to return to his normal assignment at the high school. I would, if I was him, I would ask for a different assignment and fuck that high school. Fuck that principal. And all of them. I'm not going they back. They probably will, based on merit. Put get, give me a, uh, give me. A, I'll go serve papers. But I'll be a bailiff. I'm not. I'm not going to go back to that school. Thomas and the police department are in discussions to work out if the officer will return at some point in the future. I wouldn't want to go back, dude. I wouldn't go. Do not go back because that piece of shit principal is going to look for a reason. Uh, look for a reason to uh, fucking get your ass on something, buddy. Lucky he don't go after the principal to school for defamation. Or he, he ought to. He ought to sue the principal. He ought to not be a score. The police department, if the, the police chief had any balls, if he had a nutsack, he'd tell that principal to go screw himself. We're not putting any kids at the school. When the, when the parents want to know why, we'll just send them to you. It's Massachusetts. We'll send them to you. But I guarantee you that police chief has no balls. Yeah. Same. So. Anyway, the guy was cleared. Good for him. I hope he does not go back to that school and work. Uh, find, find another position for yourself somewhere. That'll move him. Don't let him go back there. You know, screwed up principal. Mr. Thomas probably goes home and sticks book plugs in his ass and licks the wallpaper. <laughs> I don't know what the wallpaper <laughs> licking's got to do with it, but it just popped in my head. So, yeah. I just went off complete rant on that one. So. Fuck Thomas. No. <laughs> Correct. This, uh, this next one really, I, I mean, a brief synopsis of it. Basically, it's a local story for me down here. I, it popped up on our news. Um, Wilton Manors, Florida. A felon who confessed to driving into children killing two has been arrested by Wilton Manor police and Broward Sheriff's deputies. And it is being Andy is being held without bond. Um, so basically, Sean Greer, 27, was driving his 2009 Honda, and uh, he, yep, right there, that's one of the babies he hit. So basically, we've all seen the jackasses that do it, but this guy is a special type of stupid. You could see up here him and his little methed out face. He obviously is a tweaker. He was running late. 
decided he wasn't going to pass the bus on the left. No, he jumps the curb as they're unloading children and goes on the door side. So as the babies are out there, he runs them all over. Um, six are injured or yeah, six are injured. Two are dead. Um, that's one of the babies in the photo. Um, this guy is a downright piece of shit. He was, he, it was a hit and run. He, he actually fled from the scene. Um, and they were able to locate who he was thanks to, uh, cameras and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Death penalty. Piece of shit. Piece of shit. Look at that little girl right there. She's dead. If y'all yeah. are watching the picture of this piece of shit dude right here, that little girl's dead because of him. Cause he was running late or probably yeah. made a freaking drug dealer or something like that. And now, you know, she don't live, get to live her life out. They should be able to, like, stick him out in the middle of the road somewhere and take a car and aim it right at him and just run his ass over so he can feel that pain before he dies. Now regular reg, regular death penalty just ain't good enough for these people because basically once you finally get to the death, the, the table to be uh, put to death, they don't electrocute you no more, they... They give you injections. So basically, you just go to sleep and don't wake up. Yeah, it's, it's like going and getting a tooth extraction. <laughs> yeah, it's not painful. No. That little girl felt pain, I can guarantee you, when he ran her over. He needs to experience that kind of pain that she felt and what her family's going to feel for the rest of their life. The rest of their life. And not only that, I... I have a hatred for cities that make their school bus stops on major U.S. highways. Um, We have one here. It's a six lane. And uh, they stop. And the worst part is, in the state of Florida, if you have more than an eight-foot median, you don't have to stop the traffic or you don't have to stop for a school bus on the opposite side. So – our bus drivers are such douchebags. They'll stop in the northbound lane and let a kid off that needs to cross all the way across the southbound lanes and then drive off. Yeah, I, see, that's not right. They need you to. You should have to pull into a residential neighborhood to let those babies off those buses. There's because you got assholes like this, or you know, assholes that are texting or drunk. And decide that they're going to accidentally run over all these babies. And they're just trying to go to school and get an education. Um, the, people like this, yeah, he needs to fry. Yeah. You see, the, he, he, frying is too good for him. Take him down right there. Don't look at him no more. This next one here. Uh, we just got some messed up stories. <laughs> Ain't very funny, are they? Keep in mind, y'all, you got to pick a hot nuts. Yes, I wrote it down, Melissa, that not to forget the hot nuts tonight. <laughs> we forgot it last time when I heard about it. Uh, the story right underneath that one, uh, I had pictures and I didn't put them up, but this one I do. Uh, this one comes out of Cleveland. Let's see what I got. Uh, three and four. This lady, this, I can't say this, this, this POS right here, this woman, that obviously I don't know what's wrong with her bottom lip. I don't know why she's biting it. Uh, killed uh, this man right here, which is a police officer. This is also, this uh, story comes out of Police One. It says, uh, prosecutor, uh, woman admitted shooting off-duty Cleveland cop, Officer Shane 
Bartek, 25, right there, was ambushed and shot twice during a carjacking. Out of Cleveland, uh, a woman arrested was arrested and charged with aggravated murder in the fatal shooting of an off-duty Cleveland police officer during a carjacking. Is it? Has told has told authority. I don't know who wrote this. <laughs> Five-year-old. It seems like it told authority she shot the officer. A Cleveland city prosecutor said during the woman's first court appearance Monday. Must have been her arraignment. The Cleveland uh, Municipal Court judge set her bond at $5 million. At least it wasn't $75,000. $5 million for Tamara McLeod. She's 18 years old. She does not look 18 years old. I'd have guessed that she was in her 40s at least. Nah, I'd have guessed the early 20s, but she she ain't never really? going to get out. Really? Ah, she looks old to me. Anyway, she uh, she is from Garfield Heights, and she was told by the judge on Monday to get an attorney. McLeod is charged with killing Officer uh, Shane Bartek. He was 25 years old during a carjacking in the parking lot of an apartment building on Friday on Cleveland's west side. He was ambushed. He was struggling with her and I believe someone else because it says assailants and he was shot twice in the back. Surveillance cameras recorded McLeod driving off in his car according to the court records. Suburban police later uh, later that Friday arrested a 25 year old man who was driving the car after a high speed chase and he has been charged with receiving the stolen property and fleeing and eluding. She has been charged in a, in a separate armed robbery of a Cleveland restaurant and is considered a suspect in other robberies. She's just a freaking stone cold piece of shit. He joined the rocks. He joined the police force in Cleveland in 2019. So what he had, what, oh, two years on. He was the first fatal shooting of Cleveland police officer since Detective James, I can't say the last name, was shot and killed uh, September t- 2020 during an undercover drug operation. Police informant was also killed. But anyway, th- this POS woman right here, I hope, I don't know if Cle- Cleveland's that in Ohio. Yeah. Dude, I don't know if they have the death penalty or not, but I mean. From what that judge did, she, she's. I a, mean, I'm. I'm happy. She's a straight up predator. You want to see a yep. menace? You want to see a menace to society? Look at her picture right there, and you can look at her in her eyes. She ain't got no emotion. She could give a flying care less that she just uh got arrested for freaking murder and stuff like that. Look, you look at her eyes. It's cold. She, she's yeah. a stone cold. Just kill her. If anything, she's more upset she got caught. Most likely, like I said, I don't know what's wrong with her lip. Why she's biting it. I don't know if she thinks that looks like look tough or nothing. But yeah, that, that'll be the last weave you get, girl. They don't give them in prison. So she can just screw herself. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Just, just, just a piece of shit. But it goes to go show. If you're if somebody goes to go jack your car or rob you and they've already got a gun on you, don't fight. Just give them the shit. Yeah. You being a. Former officer, you know, we're gonna skip that next one. I think we already talked about it before, something like that. I don't yeah, remember. It'd be hard for me not to. Then we're, we're gonna skip it. And we're gonna go down to that uh, this old man right here, that reser- Albany that, Reserve, that, that Albany Reserve officer. Oh, he's a he's a young man. 
Yeah, he's he's cute too. Look at him. <laughs> Look at him. Uh, if, I, if I was a woman, I'd want to date him. Not, not really. Probably. I mean, his his neck muscles look like testicles. Anyway, <laughs> Albany Reserve officer arrested, charged with sexual battery. Albany, well, I'll leave it to New York. Albany, an Albany Reserve that's officer was not arrested. In New York, that's Louisiana. You actually drove. We actually drove through that little town at one point. Oh, when it you is were, when oh. you were down here. <laughs> but well, I mean, it would fit for New York too, but. Limited Louisiana. (laughs) Albany. An Albany Reserve officer was arrested and fired Monday after a woman told authorities she accepted a ride from a uniformed officer riding in his personal vehicle who touched her inappropriately. Bro, you got to pay him. You can't just touch him. Livingston Parish Sheriff's Department said 71-year-old Jesus Thomas Curdy Jr. was arrested after a woman's report January 2nd. Well, hopefully they investigated it. Country Jr. was booked on charges of sexual battery, malfeasance, mouth, fuck, mouth, malfeasance, malfeasance. Yeah, in office. (laughs) That word. My words. Yeah. Albany Police Chief Boyd Wild told LPSO, uh, so it's over there in Livingston, yeah. Country Jr. had been working as a reserve officer since 2019. The type of behavior will not be tolerated. Cutry Jr. is no longer serving as a reserve Albany police officer. I offer the complete cooperation with the Albany PD and the ongoing investigation, Wild said in a statement. Albany. So they didn't even investigate it. They arrested him, I believe, didn't they? Yeah, no, but that's not what I'm getting at. It's like they no, immediately think, fired him. Yeah, the sheriff's office is investigating him. Yeah. Book him first. Uh, it's kind of bass backwards. But anyway, he does look like somebody that would grab somebody at a this, this, this. I mean, really, dude. And and what the hell are you wanting to be a start being a cop when you in your seventies for? You ought to be sitting at home watching reruns of Matlock or something. Because he's picking bitches up. Well, he's lay off the Viagra. Old bastard. What the hell is this next one? The next one, uh, oh, this was just a kind of a little one I was going to throw out there. Y'all can't see it right now because I got this filter thing, so y'all can't tell it that way. But uh, we're like doing the no shave stuff right now, and I upstairs says look like Santa Claus, but I do have a uh, full beard right now. Y'all just can't see it. Uh, oh, I can't stand long facial hair. Anyway, uh, this is just a. Uh, a, a sheriff, the sheriff has a no shave fundraiser brings in four thousand dollars, and he's moving his no shave thing to year round, which I wish my boss would. Of course, I wouldn't wear it during the summertime because it's so hot. But I'd probably, you know, most of the time I would have it on because it does get very hot down here. Anyway, in Thibodeau, Louisiana, I should have let him try to say that word. I know what Thibodeau is. Okay, it's a country song, man. Uh, anyway, a wintertime law enforcement fundraiser called No Shave November, which most law departments down here have, has raised about $4,000 in two months, proving so popular that the Louisiana sheriff is making it a year-round thing. After what we've been through in the past two years, I figured there's plenty of great causes to allow us to continue all year. So I'm changing No Shave November to No Shave Forever, Sheriff Craig Weber said in a news release, deputies and other employees of the Lafouche Parish Sheriff's Office 
have been donating $25 a month to charity to be allowed to grow beards in November and December. Those who don't want to grow beards can dress more casually on Fridays if their jobs allow. Kind of like, basically, I mean, if you have, like, the girls that work in the office and stuff like that, I mean, obviously, they're not going to grow beards, or you hope they're not going to grow beards. <laughs> so, they, uh, they pay money, so I guess they can casual dress on Friday. Employees raised... Uh, $2,595 for the American Cancer Society and $1,260 for Special Olympics in Louisiana, the sheriff's office said. They could also choose other nonprofit groups, and smaller amounts were given to 22, including wheelchairs for warriors and the American Red Cross. More than 125 of the office's 350 employees have been participating, and about one third of the participants were women. Uh, Captain McThurn, spokesman for the sheriff's office, said Wednesday in an email. The idea of having a casual Friday every Friday with no uniforms is definitely something they are excited about, he said. Patrol deputies must wear uniforms, but Weber relaxed policy earlier this year to let them wear short sleeve shirts, which don't require neckties, throughout the year. I worked for an apartment, apartment before that, uh, that during the winter. I don't know if it still was, but under another sheriff. During the wintertime, you had to wear a long sleeve shirt with a tie or you had to have a turtleneck or something on with it. Uh, oh, the woolly pulleys? Uh, and we used to wear the mock turtlenecks because I hate a tie. I hate a tie. Uh, a lot of departments went, went away from it, but, you know, they, some still do. Traditionally, many law enforcement agencies allow male officers to grow mustaches but no beards. Beards have become more commonplace and accepted in our society, society even in professional settings, Weber said, which is, is very true. Uh, I think the Duck Dynasty people helped towards the beard thing. <laughs> the public has had a positive reception to our deputies' beards. I've even received positive comments myself, so I'll be participating along with many of the deputies, and it's all for great causes. So good for him. Uh, I know Baton Rouge City, they changed their policy about a year or two, two years ago, maybe a little longer, where they, I don't know if they don't pay, but they're allowed to have beards. Uh, my department... So we do the no shave thing. Usually we do it for like three or four months. And uh but my sheriff actually allows us to at least have goatees and stuff. Uh when we're not during that time. So usually I have a goatee. As long as you keep everything trimmed, you know. I can't walk just grow my goatee chin hair down to my, you know, belly button. You gotta keep it respectful. You don't wanna, you know, screw it up. But I just thought that was a good thing. It's cool. Like it. I'd pay $25 a month if I could just grow my beard. I'd just give him a check for the whole year. Just be done with it. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would do. Here's, 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 here's the check for the year. So we, We're going to do this next one because this guy's a hero. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And I'm like, what? They, they, Bastards. He got placed on leave because of this. I was like, this dude's a great chief. I mean, technically, it's it. It might be like ethically wrong, but <laughs> he's he didn't got, break any laws. He's probably got to respect every freaking officer in that department and left there a bunch of pansy ass progressive. Absolutely. I mean, somebody had to turn him in, right? North Carolina police chief placed on unpaid leave for telling officers about a clinic to obtain COVID nineteen vaccination cards without getting the shot. He is a fucking hero i don't know if you got his picture no i, I didn't i didn't put a picture of him up but but right. but i, I have something for him where's it at you, you keep reading i'll find it 
A North Carolina police chief has been placed on unpaid leave and probation for telling. Okay, so he's fine for telling officers about a clinic that would issue them a COVID-19 vaccine card without actually receiving a shot, local officials said. T.J. Smith, the police chief of Oakboro Town, North Carolina, violated police policies, including fraud, willful acts that endanger the property of others, and serving a conflicting interest when he allegedly told officers about the scheme according to a letter addressed to him from town administrator doug burgess doug burgess is a bitch he's a leftist bitch that's the easiest way to put that like fucker the allegedly uh, the alleged violations stem from detrimental personal conduct including notifying law enforcement officers to attend a clinic where they would be able to obtain a proof of COVID-19 vaccination cards without being vaccinated, the letter said. The vaccine fraud accusation comes as the Omicron variant is spreading rapidly, both in the U.S. and world. Okay. Omicron. I I, I didn't read this full thing, but is it just basically them going on about how he placed everybody in danger? We're not, I'm not going to go off on stuff because I'm fucking kicked off of YouTube. Fake. Yeah, this but, is the wrong channel. But, uh, we we cover but, those types of things on but, yeah, Fridays but and this, Saturdays. But this is for the chief. Good for him. He, I guarantee he's got to respect all his people. Absolutely. He needs to run for mayor next. Every one of them. So... I guess they're forcing people to get vaccines over there. I don't know. Oh, tell me this was my sister-in-law's boyfriend. <laughs> this next one comes out kidding. of the, the great state of Florida, the free state of Florida. Uh, first read this. I thought it was hysteria, but then I realized it was just his next door neighbor. But uh, <laughs> No, this is Pinellas County. We own a house down there. That's why. I, yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is. This story, it's a, a Florida man uh, was caught with some drugs. I'm not going to read the headline because it'll ruin it. But anyway, out of Clearwater, Florida, Florida authorities said they found cocaine and methamphetamine inside of a man's pants. But the man denied they were his drugs. It's not my pants, not my drugs. but Not my penis. The drugs were wrapped around his penis. I don't know. I mean, I've never just like been walking around and like went to go to the bathroom. Had the pants like, oh shit, where did these drugs at? How did these Some drugs get on my? How did these drugs get on my penis? I mean, it, I, I guess mean, it's you got to be packing to have that kind. I mean, shit. Yeah, I mean, if you try to wrap drugs around my penis, you might just it ain't gonna mean much. You, you probably won't even get high. <laughs> It's like it's like it's like that ain't even a whole joint. That's just a roach. <laughs> oh, anyway, Pinellas County Sheriff Deputy said they stopped the vehicle driving without its lights on at four AM last Saturday. And uh the driver was arrested on charges of a DWI and marijuana in his possession. Authorities said they found a gun under the passenger seat while searching the car and discovered the drugs while searching the passenger. The man said the drugs were not his, but he would not say who the drugs belonged to, according to the arrest report, because 
sometimes when you're drunk and you get pulled over, you just don't know who wrapped a bag of drugs around your dick. I I don't know, babe, where uh what his name is. The um Pinellas County Sheriff's Office is the uh Is that the is that the sheriff's office? No, that guy's in Texas, I think. The guy that was on live P D that uh some sheriff, country sheriff guy or something. Yeah, no, that's that. uh Sheriff Blant or something, something out like west. That, yeah. Like in Arizona or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Anyway, I just I don't nobody knows the guy's name. It, it's the the penis drug man. Uh just you can see all these I saw my drugs. Sir, they were they were like duck. Yeah, tape. there you go. They were, now Arizona. Uh, I'm like, yeah, sir, the, the drugs were duct tape around your penis. Sheriff Lamb. Never that's yeah, him. Not never. I never seen them drugs before. I don't know how they got there. <laughs> like, I wouldn't, I'd love to be sitting in court and be like, where are my drugs? I don't know how they got there. Sir, the, the drugs were taped to your penis. No. No, I don't know. They wasn't there when I left the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, we're running kind of long. So. Gig. After that last thing, that was your choice and what you wanted to say? It was running kind of long. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, we had two more stories, and they're not like super important. I'll give you uh, just the new DA in uh, Manhattan is saying that he's not going to uh, prosecute uh, some misdemeanor charges unless it's accompanied with a felony. So go figure. More wokeness down there. You know, let the bad guys go. I don't know why they're having issues and shit's going shittier because of shit like that. So, because you, I mean, so basically. He's not going to do his job either. He's not going to enforce the law. So good job on electing his ass. Yeah. And uh, they had a, I, I, I threw the picture up since I did put it up here, this last one. Uh, I'm assuming that it is what they said. See this picture right here? I don't know how to say that last name. I'm not going to say it. But according to the thing, those those uh, if you look in the, the picture above it, it's some kind of emblem from uh, – some Nazi SSs or something? Uh, kind of. Um, I'm guessing. I don't know. Uh, They're upside down. But anyway, this is uh, out of, was that Washington? Mayor wants Washington assistant chief resign, to resign over display of Nazi insignia. Uh, assistant police chief and 27-year veteran of uh, Kent, Washington, Police Department was disciplined for displaying a Nazi SS insignia on his office door. That discipline, Kent's mayor said that Tuesday does not go far enough, so he got suspended for a few days. It was discovered September of 2020 and reported to the police department. Assistant uh, Chief Derek, whatever the hell his last name is, received a two-week suspension for violating city policies which prohibit prohibit harassment and disclination and unbecoming contact. During a city council meeting Tuesday, the mayor said she wants him to quit. An independent investigation includes a photo that shows that a Nazi general rank insignia. I'm assuming that's what it is. I do not know. And I didn't have time to look at look it up to see, but I'm assuming it is. In addition to displaying display, there was also allegations that he made jokes about the Holocaust. 
According to internal affair documents, some of the police department would refer to him as the German general because of his because of his last name and ancestry. So I'm, I'm assuming the man's German from that last name. It would look like. So when he was questioned about the insignia, he allegedly replied, I stuck it on my door as part of an ongoing joke thing. I did not know the thing was associated with Nazi Germany thing. Uh, you're a fucking liar. You knew exactly what it was because they they nicknamed you the German general. So you knew what it was. Don't lie, dude. Just tell the truth. Say, look, I, they called me that and I put it up there as a joke. Uh, I didn't mean to offend anyone, but yeah, I put it up there. But I'm not going to quit. You're going to have to fire me. So, just thought to put that out there. Was, uh, is it, it is correct, but it's upside down. Well, was it, is it a smart thing to do? No. no it wasn't smart. I, I can maybe understand where he was going from that they nicknamed him there. But you just... Fuck, look at his name. But, yeah, they named they nicknamed him that, and he probably went online and, you know, Googled it. And said, oh, look, this was a general's insignia and stuck it up there. I don't think he was... I think it was a bad joke and bad taste is all it was. He got suspended for it. He didn't quit. So let it go. I think he probably learned his lesson. Yeah, but, next week he's going to change his uniform out. Bad, uh, just bad, just bad timing. Uh, just bad idea. All right. No sense of humor. I don't know how many people we got watching. Like I said, I think I'm kind of upset that I was dropping Four. frames and law, and I'm showing five, but that's probably one of them. You, uh, I don't know how many people. Melissa's been really the only one saying anything, and I think uh, if she's still here, Anastasia, uh, I don't know if she's still here, and uh, we were up to eight. Um, and Beth and Beth uh, Jensen was here, but I don't know whoever's here. Y'all, y'all vote for the hot nuts. Uh, my vote for the hot nuts is going to be, I'm sorry, it's got to be a penis guy. It's a penis for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with the penis guy with the junk, the dope strap around his penis and saying, it ain't mine. That ain't mine. Yep. Yeah. Mel said the same thing. <laughs> Pretty much. We got three of us. Uh, this is a new scene. I have totally forgotten to add the the new penis music to it, saying or or the picture. So, but hot pe- nuts. penis man gets the hot nut award. And anybody want to try my nuts? Selling nuts. Could you imagine if he was like he's duct tape and accidentally got something like on his tank meat hair or something like that, and they just ripped oh. it off? I would assume if you were going to try that, you would shave your shit. I, I would hope. I would hope that he that he did. Because <laughs> so. now that you mention it, he had to use like duct tape. Because if he put like a string around it, it would like make his junk fall off. Yeah. Oh, what I'm going to do now? I'm going to start a list. Check Hopefully it out. And uh, so maybe at the end of the year or something, we'll do a a recap and see a. a Big hot nut of the year. Maybe we'll do a free giveaway. Man, maybe we'll have more people. Yep. So we'll 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 try to do that. 
no guarantees. Like I said, I apologize if you're trying to watch the video and it was lagging. I will work on that in the next few days. Also, it's I know they are not my most popular episodes. Uh, I did not forget to do the end to watch episode. I've been busy and uh, I plan on it will be out this week sometime. I'm not going to do it live. I'm just going to do the audio of it. But uh, those are actually those are the end of watch episodes are my least listened to episodes. I understand they're not funny or fun. And, you know, people don't want to listen to it. I totally understand. But it's something I'm just going to keep doing because all these people's names need to uh, be done. So this I will have the December, the December end of watch uh, done. And we'll go ahead and put the whole numbers out for the total number of police officers or law enforcement professionals that were uh, lost their lives this year. And it's high. A lot of it was from COVID, but it is, it was high. So, uh, I, I actually like that idea, Melissa, do an entire episode of nothing but a recap <laughs> on all the hot nuts. Well, we have to start this year. I'll do that at the end of the year. So <laughs> I don't remember all of them from last year. I can go well, back. I don't and remember look last week. So uh, anyway, be safe. Watch your back. Watch your partner's back. I don't have no outro music. And uh, take care, everybody. I'll put something out this end of watch, and uh, also gonna put one out this weekend too. Probably just me. I got lots of stories to talk about. So y'all be safe. Mm-hmm.